Fewer people grow microgreens during the summer, but here are four reasons why I grow microgreens all year round. Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each Microgreens Podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grow will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Microgreen Podcast, episode number 24. Today we're going to talk about why you should grow microgreens year-round, regardless if you have a garden or not. According to my website data and sales, of course, people just don't grow as many microgreens during the summer as they do the fall and the winter or the spring. Actually, spring is the busiest time. But regardless, there's reasons why you should plant and grow microgreens year-round in the home. And I'm going to give you my reasons for doing it, and maybe you can relate to some of these. Let's start with the main reason I grow microgreens for my own consumption year-round. I have a large garden. I could grow as much food as I want to and as many varieties as I want to in the garden. But the main reason that I grow microgreens in the home is that I do have some pest issues. I have a large infestation of flea beetles, and I've tried all different kinds of organic methods to get rid of them, and nothing really seems to help. And those flea beetles just decimate my radishes, especially my arugula, and all the Asian greens that I like to grow for stir fries. The the flea beetles just decimate the leaves. There's just tons of holes in them, and I don't really mind the holes, but I spend a lot of time washing the greens to get the insects off the greens before I eat. And that's just a pain. I don't really have the time to do that. That is the main reason I grow microgreens in the house. I just don't want to deal with the insects. I can't grow those plants how I want them to look. And I can still get those same flavors from microgreens. Let me do some examples. Radishes seem simple enough to grow in the garden. Everyone grows them as a kid. However, I still have problems. They just, the leaves get decimated by flea beetles. And I don't know if it's the flea beetles or some other insect that gets into the radish bulb, puts a bunch of holes in them, and they're in there inside the bulb. So they're really hard to use in salads. However, I can still get the radish flavor by using radish microgreens. And they grow so fast that I can even grow a half a tray and use them when I want on my salads and still get that great radish flavor. Yes, I lose the crunch, but there's other things that can add texture to the salads. So for me, growing radish microgreens in the summer is a win-win. I get great radish flavor, and I don't have to deal with the flea beetles. Same with arugula. Arugula just gets completely, I mean, it looks like Swiss cheese, at least when I'm done with it. I've tried to cover them. They still get to it. But I can grow a tray of arugula microgreens in the home and still have that sharp peppery flavor in my salads. I'd rather do it that way. It's just much less cleaning. I can make my salads quicker at night. And I don't have those occasional little flea beetles that show up in my salad bowl when I'm eating my dinner. The second reason, sort of related to the garden, is the fact that I now have more room in my garden to grow other things. Things that I want to grow and preserve for the winter. I don't need to wait several months for broccoli or cabbage to grow. I can grow them in 14 days inside the house and still get the same nutritional benefits and save space in the garden for things like butternut squash or more tomatoes that I can can or carrots that I can can. I don't need to use that space for those large broccoli and cabbage plants. 
and growing broccoli to full size. I mean, have you seen this? The amount of broccoli you get off a broccoli plant compared to how much green growth there is. That's a lot of nutrients taken out of that soil. And yes, the rest of the plant can be composted, but that's a process. I, can, I already have those nutrients in the soil that I can use to plant other things that will sustain me through the winter instead of just growing a few broccoli plants for two or three meals a year. So by growing microgreens in the home in the summer, I save a lot of room in the garden that I can use for other nutrient-dense vegetables. The third reason is flavor. The flavor of some microgreens is just better than the full-grown plants. Mustards, for example. I much prefer the flavor of mustard microgreens than I do of the large-leaf mustards. Many of the mustards, when they become mature, are just too spicy, too hot, too sharp. I'd rather have the milder, more gentle flavor of the mustard microgreens than I would the full-grown plants. Now, yes, some mustard microgreens are very hot, or maybe spicy is a better word, but I still think that flavor is better than the sharpness that I get from the full-grown mustards. This isn't to say that some vegetables do taste better as a mature plant. For example, the flavor of real cabbage is much better than the flavor of cabbage microgreens. Now, the cabbage microgreens might have as much nutrients as the full-grown cabbage. So it works both ways. Some microgreens have better flavor than their full-grown counterparts, and some full-grown vegetables taste better than their microgreens. It's just a matter of deciding which ones you like better as full-grown vegetables or as microgreens. All right, reason number four. This one may seem a little strange to people, but I like microgreens as houseplants. Not that I don't like houseplants. I like looking at some interesting leaf shapes and the characteristics and the flowers of some houseplants. What I don't get from a lot of houseplants is the growth progression. I just really enjoy the fact that you can take seeds and you can watch those seeds develop into these vibrant plants, this dense canopy of a microgreen tray of kohlrabi or red cabbage, amaranth, beets. They're just, even the Swiss chards, they're just beautiful as microgreens. I really like to have them in the house growing. I enjoy the progression of them growing from seeds up until mature microgreens. And even though I have to keep replanting them, I get to see those progressions over and over again. And I almost enjoy that more than I do looking at an African violet or an orchid. Not saying that those aren't beautiful houseplants, but microgreens are a little bit easier to take care of. And I get to see those progressions over and over again instead of seeing an orchid bloom and then having to wait several months for it to bloom again. So I know this may seem strange to people, but I really enjoy microgreens as a houseplant. I enjoy coming into the house and seeing that rack of microgreens growing. It just makes me smile. And anything that makes you smile is a good thing. I'd also like to remind you that microgreen seeds can be planted in the garden. In fact, a lot of times it's cheaper to buy one of the small packets of the home microgreen seeds in the home microgreen store than it is to buy seeds specifically packaged for the garden. And because of this, I've also put instructions on how to grow the plants in the garden on the microgreen seed packets. So I have instructions on how to grow them as microgreens, where I put a URL on the seed packet that takes you to a specific article for growing those microgreens. And I also put instructions on how to grow those seeds in the garden because there's no difference in the seeds. It would be a great idea when you're planting your last microgreen tray for the year, maybe, if you're not growing them year-round, save three or four seeds, say of broccoli, and then plant those in the garden. Let's face it, those garden packs that you buy at Johnny's or high mowing seeds or wherever you get for the garden, who's going to plant 65 broccoli plants in the garden? 
and the fact that you're still paying a lot of money for those 65 seeds when you can pay less money for over 300 seeds and a microgreen and a whole microgreen seed pack and then just save a few of those seeds for the garden. It seems like another win-win to me. So let me quickly summarize why I grow microgreens year-round. Many of the plants I like to grow in the garden have insect problems where I don't have that problem growing the same plant as microgreens. It also saves me room in the garden. I don't have to wait several months for five or six broccoli plants that take up 20 square feet in my garden when I can just grow trays of broccoli microgreens in the house and get the same nutritional value and then grow something else that I can store through the winter in that 20 square feet that I'd be growing broccoli in. So it's a, so besides reducing my insect problem in the garden, I've also saved room in the garden. I like the flavor of some microgreens better than I do as the full-grown plant. So those microgreens, such as mustards, I grow as microgreens, just trim a few off, put in my salads, and I'm very happy. And again, I've saved more room in the garden for other things that store better, like carrots or beets. I didn't mention this before, but you can buy... Heads of cabbage are pretty inexpensive, and generally the only reason I use cabbage is to make sauerkraut. So to me, it makes more sense to not to save space in the garden, buy heads of cabbage later, make sauerkraut out of them, and then get the nutritional value of the microgreens instead of the full-grown cabbage. And lastly for me, it's I just enjoy watching the microgreens grow. I like to having them in the house year-round and basically use them as houseplants. So let me ask you, do you grow microgreens year-round in your home? Which varieties do you grow? Do you grow a garden? Have you ever used the microgreen seeds in the garden? It's really, you save a lot of money by doing it that way. There's no need to buy specialty packs of garden seeds for a lot of these varieties. But here's what I've noticed. A couple of the major microgreen seed producers that also sell garden seeds have stopped selling microgreens by the variety. And what I mean by this is, I'm going to use beets for an example. They just sell their beet microgreens as beet microgreens. They don't tell you what variety they are. I don't know if that's because that way they can just not change the label and, and throw in whatever beet, mic, beet seed are cheaper at the time. I'm not sure or whether they're just trying to protect their garden pack sales by people just buying microgreen seeds for microgreens and then paying 3 or $4 for a packet of garden seeds. I'm not sure. Um, it's probably maybe a combination of both. But um, you won't see that at the home microgreen store. When I sell microgreens, I sell them by the variety. I put the variety name down, and if I can't find a certain variety that I like to sell, I'll change the labels and put the new variety on them. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Home Microgreens Podcast. I hope I earned your subscription. Please hit the foul button and give me a like. You can even give me a five-star review if you'd like. And if you have any comments or any questions, please email me at todd at homemicrogreens.com, and I'll get right back to you on that. Just put this episode in there. This is episode 24 of the Home Microgreens podcast. That way I know that people are listening to the podcast, and I really know you are. I just want you to know, and I didn't really expect this, and this isn't a big deal for a lot of people, but I just hit 10,000 downloads. I didn't think I would ever do that. I didn't even know if I'd get 30 listeners. I really appreciate that you're listening and liking the podcast. And if you have any ideas on what you would like for more episodes, again, email me at todd at homemicagreens.com. Or you can leave a comment on the show notes. Go to homemicagreens.com forward slash 024. That will be the show notes for this episode. I'd love to hear from you. So you have a great rest of your week. I can't wait to hear your suggestions for new episodes of the Micah Greens podcast. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Micah Greens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. 
As always, stop by homemakergreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of micros. Let's keep growing. <laughs>